What's up, everybody? Joseph back with another episode of DFW Creatives, where I shine a spotlight on Dallas Fort Worth creatives I find inspiring. My special guest today is Michael Petticolas. Uh, he's the owner and operator of Petticolas Brewery, located here in Dallas, Texas. Michael, thank you for coming on. Absolutely happy to be here. Let's have some fun. Cheers. Cheers. We're both having uh, your uh, your famous golden opportunity. I don't know about famous, but yeah, we're definitely having a golden opportunity. Yeah, yeah. A little lighter beer to start the day instead of something a little bit heavier, but always helps with the flow of the conversation, I find. If we're going to talk beer, we need to be drinking beer. Absolutely, man. This is why I'm here, for the beer. <laughs> Fantastic. Let's do this. So, uh, Michael, man, I met you, uh, I don't know, what, five, six years ago through uh, a place uh, not too far from here called uh, Luck. It's in love Trinity Luck. Grove. Love the guys who run Luck. Dude, I love everybody working there. Everybody over there, they've got a great group. I mean, they were, they were in on the craft beer scene before they even opened up. I met them before they even opened their shop. I have a lot of respect for those guys and what they've done over there, and they've been a huge supporter of ours. So... Tell me more. Tell me more. But yeah, luck, luck was my gateway to a lot of beer, uh, especially your beer. I met you very briefly, but you were busy. There was all these women around you. Oh, and, right. Yeah. Uh, all the these most beautiful women. Yes. They were actually, they were quite pretty. And I was like, man. <laughs> oh, it was my wife. Hi, Melissa. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I was just like, that's who I want to be. But uh, right from the get-go, you're a pretty nice guy. Uh, you, had, you had a skateboard with stickers all over it. I, I love skateboards. I love skateboard all that. Skateboard in tow. No surprise there. I Dude. probably have six or seven skateboards hanging in my garage right now. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. That's awesome, man. I, I got to see a photo of that or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I kind of switched to the longboard from the short deck over the years, but I still have maybe three short decks. I'll just drop by with a couple empty growlers. Perfect. So. <laughs> no sweat. Consider it done. Uh, but yeah, right from the get-go, your energy was super cool. And over the years, uh, when I'm out at a bar or something like that, uh, I go, I want a golden opportunity. Or, uh, you know, maybe I just broke up with somebody who won a Velvet Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> it's a strong-ass beer, but it's good. Absolutely. Definitely um, those two of, uh, are our two most successful, maybe that's not the right word, but our two most popular beers by far. So, you know, I appreciate your support over years. It really does mean a lot. Well, thank you, man. Uh, I, I, you're doing the dream, man, and I'm drinking it, you know? So. I love it. I love when people say, hey, man, you're working the dream. I can remember, like, in year one when I was literally working here by myself and people coming in saying you're living the dream and I'm thinking to myself am I living the dream I mean have you been in here when it's like 100 degrees and I'm mashing and I'm mashing in and I'm you know taking grain out of the mash tun and I'm sweating am I living the dream but you know people still seem to think that hey man you're living the dream and you know in truth yes I probably am living the dream I have a passion for beer I love beer I work in beer and so yeah I mean follow your dream follow your passion make it your work and it is somewhat of a dream scenario yeah, I mean, you did, like I said, and we're reaping the rewards of it or the benefits. Good, good. Um, and so I've been watching you over the years, and, uh, and I've also been reading about you, too. And I've been reading a lot of interesting articles about you this year, uh, especially one in particular uh, from D Magazine. I think it was only like a month ago. Yes. They, right. uh, they called you Wallace. William Wallace. And okay. That was fantastic when they came in here and threw makeup all over me and put together a really cool photo for that spread, which was, you know, fantastic see, to see. One of my favorite articles that's been, you know, written over the years, for sure. Yeah, I, I was, I, I had no idea. Like you said, there's a lot of hard work that goes into it, 
but then now I'm like reading about it and like there's I had no idea like it's been it's there's really been uh, not only hard work just making the great beer that you do but also just getting it out there and the obstacles that you run into and just it's it's incredible that like there's you know all these roadblocks for you and you're like a one-man army fighting you know for Texas and you're fighting for your dream and I just find that incredibly inspiring and uh, you know I, I, I if you, are you willing to talk about any no, of absolutely, that stuff? Absolutely, yeah. for sure. I mean, you're right. There are obstacles aplenty, and it's not about you know letting those obstacles defeat you. You've got to overcome the obstacles and get over those obstacles. And I tell my crew, I tell anyone that'll listen, man, bad things are going to happen. Things are going to happen. It's not what happens that's important. It's about how you respond to it um, that is important. And so yes, you know, you just have. You may not know what those obstacles are going to be. But rest assured, they are going to present themselves, and you need to figure out how to get over them and around them. And yeah, maybe I was an army of one uh, at one time, but there's been a lot of good people who have put in a lot of good work to help me make a change. You actually have made a change. You've made a change for a lot of uh, Texas. Uh, and by the way, congratulations! You uh, now have canned beer. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I was thank like, you for that. I, I appreciate was, it. Seven you know, and a half years in. I know. I was like, you know what? I don't think I've ever seen a can of Petty Cola's beer. And now I'm like seeing it all over like social media. And I was like, where the hell have these things been? But you, so you have your three signature flavors: Golden Opportunity, which we're having right now, Velvet Hammer. And uh, sit down or I'll sit you down. Yes. I love that name, by the way. Oh, by far the best name that we've got. And if you ask our crew, it's definitely our beer of choice here at the brewery. Um, But yeah, the name is effective on its own. At a festival, someone will walk by and see, sit down or I'll sit you down. I've got to try that. But the beer is so big and so full of hops and flavor, it really stands up to the name. So it really is a good fit. And, you know, it's just been a home run for us for sure. But yeah, it took us... You know, quite some time we've been playing the long game for, you know, seven and a half years. And you're right, you know, keg only all during that time. You didn't see cans. And it was as a result of some legal changes that took effect this year that we, you know, were incentivized to put our beer in a can. And the idea is to have it in a can moving forward, those three brands for sure. And, you know, spoiler alert, but there is going to be many other offerings in cans. Yes. 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 Not only, you know, this year, but in the years moving forward. I mean. You're, you're, you'll see it. Taking over the world. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Trying to take over this little section <laughs> called Dallas and Fort Worth, and then maybe we'll worry about Texas, and then maybe the U.S. and then the world, but we'll just remain focused on little North Texas for now. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I'm super, super happy for you, man. I was talking with Sam, who, uh, Sam Wynn of uh, right. Branded Brewery a few weeks ago, and uh, he mentioned uh, doing a podcast on you and and then uh, I'm gonna do one with him. And then as soon as I asked you, like, I start seeing these ads and like these pictures of your beer, and you know, in cans. And I was like, this is like, this is the god or something. <laughs> I, I've got to talk to this guy. And like, this is like, this is gonna be a good podcast or something like that. Yeah, I don't know about all that, but definitely well, the social only... media post or, or push or response, I should say, was stronger than it had ever been for anything that we had ever done in our history. When we announced that the cans release and put pictures of cans, it was like nothing that we had experienced before, which was killer. If it means anything, which it should, uh, it had a record amount of memes to it. Oh, really? There was a lot of like uh, slow clapping, you know, like the, what yes. is it, the Leonardo, oh, yeah. uh, the Sean, uh, what's his name, uh, uh, the Transformers kid. 
No, you're out of my ballpark on that one. I'll just I'll just rely on you, Sean. Yeah, 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 yeah. There the, were a lot of the them slow that came clapping yeah, uh, meme and Leonardo DiCaprio with the champagne toast yes, from the I Great Gatsby. Quite frequently. Yeah. I mean, there was hundreds that probably came across over that first four or five day period when we made that announcement, and I loved it. I loved it. It was like, yes, okay, it's paying off. The long game. Sometimes the turtle can win the race we've always believed man or i've always believed that it's the long game and the turtle can win the race and you know i've actually questioned that you know back in year two years three but you know i am very glad that we have um moved in the fashion that we have and i think it's paying dividends now i, I yeah you have quite the following and a lot of loyal people and the couple times i've been in here i usually get your beer elsewhere because i'm just kind of like a I have ADD. Right. <laughs> I got to be moving around. But every time I've been in here or just being around you or just, you know, people that work for you, they're super kind. And so you're 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 a reflection of what you get. Cool. I so, love like you got that. a lot of really cool people, you well, know, following you and supporting you and that's it's all you could ask for. In my for opinion. five years, I told my crew, I'm all, it is all about the beer. It's all about the beer. It's all about the beer. And it definitely is about the beer. But year five, it kind of clicked for me. And I started to change that to, it's about the people. It the really people, is. The, I, I agree. I agree. The, the beer is amazing. Brought, yeah. But, yeah. but the people we have brought on since then um, who, you know, do so much of the work that you know I get credit for and I try to give them credit but you know it's those guys um, who have continued to build upon the little thing that I started to make you know much bigger and much grander and they deserve a ton of credit because our crew is unique and different and you know and very loyal our, our folks stick around for a long time and they are a huge reason for the success that we've you know experienced so far no doubt Side question, how many people would you say you have working for you? Um, so I think, I think we have 20 full-time employees you? and then around 20 part-time employees. The part-time employees are folks who uh, work in the tap room. You know, not, you know, that's not their only job. They do other things and they come in here and work on the tap room um, when we're open. So that's roughly okay. where we're at. I wasn't sure if it was like under like uh, a couple dozen and I was going to put you on the spot to name them all or they get a raise. <laughs> oh, I can definitely <laughs> name the, the part-time. That's like 40 can, something you, you people. Like the, I'm not going to hold you to you it. Get me um, because those people do come and go a little bit more frequently. And we have relationships with teachers that we know who may come for just the summer and then they'll appear back the following summer. But when it comes to the people who are here day in and day out, yeah, absolutely, I can name every one of them. Okay, okay. I'm just like, I mean, that's 20. people that, that's have names, Michael. Yes, they do. They do. <laughs> I'm happy to, I mean, I'm happy to list all 20 names if you're trying to challenge me. Oh, I just want to, I'm looking out for everybody else here. Maybe get them a raise, you know. <laughs> hey, maybe I may reap the awards. They're like, hey, don't worry about it, Joseph. Just uh, take this keg. Uh <laughs> No, no, it, it is about the people. I, I'm glad that you, you said that because yeah. I, I, I truly believe that. From the first guy we hired. And also your journey, uh, to go back uh, like a couple minutes ago, uh, was uh, I, I've always believed that, uh, that life isn't a race, even though a lot of people seem to be hurried in a hurry to get to the finish line. Uh, to me, it's all about the journey, you know? I've and, always said, uh, move properly, not quickly. Things happen when they speed. happen, as yeah. long as you're moving forward. That's right. So, Agreed. yeah, I like that. 
now we mentioned about the beard, the first initial three beers that were released. Yes. Uh, one of them in particular I want to ask you about, the sure. namesake, sit down or I'll sit you down. Can you tell me? Because I've, I've heard all these stories around Dallas. Yeah. Like, what? Okay, is it is his brother on cops? Yeah. Like, it is? Yes. The Fuck story, yeah. The, the story is, is legitimate. And all as right. I tell the story, maybe I'll even try to pull up the video to support the story. I don't know if I'll be able to find it that quickly. But all right. Let me tell you the story. The story is true. This was like in the late 90s, mid 90s maybe. My brother was a cop in Albuquerque at the time. And the show Cops followed bad him around. Bad boys, bad boys, right? what yeah. you gonna do? You got it, you got it. Um, and so once his ride-alongs um, were turned into episodes, he showed up, me and my other brother were living here in Dallas at the time, and he brings us the old school VHS tapes, and he brings us three Whoa, tapes. throwback. One, one, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> one for each show of cops. So he puts on the first one, and we're super excited. We're like, ah, this is awesome. There's Charlie. This is great, you know? And we finish that episode, and then about midway through the second one, you know, kind of all that excitement is worn off, and we're like, well, I mean, yeah, okay, this is cool, Charlie, that's you, but... Uh, now I'm just kind of watching Cops. The newness of his worn off. Do we, do we need to watch us all? But if you knew Charlie, you would know he's very insistent. And it, he was going to make us watch all three episodes. So as we labored through the final, uh, the, the third episode, and through all the entirety of the episode, you know, we're just kind of sitting there. But the very last segment of the very last episode, he's happening up upon someone. And he's like, sit down. And just no response from uh, the person he'd approached. Sit down. Nothing. And then finally he has his baton or flashlight or something in his hand, and he literally says, sit down or I'll sit you down. And all of a sudden, <laughs> immediately yeah. sits down, right? And so right after he uttered that line, my other brother and I just started laughing, laughing our asses off. We're like, oh, my God, sit down or I'll sit you down. What's up with that? You know. And so we were laughing. We got a huge kick out of that, and that became a family joke for – a decade. I mean, this was sitting down or I'll sit down was something that, <laughs> oh, he didn't care. He liked it too. He thought it was funny, you know, um, but it was a family joke, something that we, we would, you know, just periodically say to each other and always accompanied by laughter and smiles and good times, you know, thinking about it. So um, very early on in the brewery, maybe year two, when it came time to brew a big beer, a uh, big 10% beer uh, IPA that's loaded with hops, that name came to me and I'm like, sit down or I'll sit you down. This is the perfect beer. Let's take yeah. this beer. Sit down or I'll sit you down. And so that's what we did. And the, the response, I remember one of the local beer critics, I guess. I don't know if critic is beer reviewers. I don't know what he would want to be called. But I remember his initial response. Good beer. Name's too long. And what? I was like, ah, get out of here. You know, maybe I missed the mark. That was the only negative thing I've ever heard about that beer. Everybody, I mean, here, you're sitting here. It's the first beer you asked about at festivals. People walk by and they say, sit down or I'll sit you down. They immediately come I, and get it. I think it's the best beer name that we've got. If you ask our crew, it's our favorite beer. It's what we drink more than anything else. So absolutely, yes, the story is true that, you know, a family joke for a decade becomes the name of our beer. And, you know, that kind of follows the format of a lot of what we do. We try to... You know, a lot goes into names and who we are and how we present ourselves and a lot of our experiences and personal relationships that we have with one another result in either terminology or names or commands that ultimately end up as beer names. How do you come up with some of these names? Um, Obviously not all your family's on cops. <laughs> yeah, <Go ahead>. <laughs> By the way, is your brother still a cop? No, he is not. He actually, this is, it's funny that you're the first person I've told that story for 
I don't know how many years now. Told Probably us six. this story. Yes, I've told, right. I've Listeners. told you and everybody else, the millions of people listening. Uh, yes, millions. That's right. That story. <laughs> You're the first person to say, oh, is he still a cop? No one ever asked that follow-up question, so kudos to you. Good job. Obviously, this podcast has got to be one of the best podcasts out there, the right? The best. Um, but no, um, shortly after that, he joined the FBI, and oh, wow. he has continued to work for the FBI since then. So he's still with the FBI today. Wow, so now you can't mess with him. <laughs> no, you really couldn't mess with him too much then. But yeah, now I guess he has, instead of the city of Albuquerque behind him, he has the federal government, which is probably a little bit stronger. That's, oh yeah, yeah, just a little bit stronger. Yeah, I like that play on Here, words I'll try there. To, let me see if I can pull this up real quick. And I don't even know if you'll even be able to hear it, but you know, why not play the audience? It's only Yeah, play it, play it in the mic there. It's real. What, that's what led to everything else. I don't know if you're going to be able to hear it as you're listening. That was as loud as my little phone would go. No, no, it's it would say we all heard it. You picked yeah, it up yeah, all yeah, awesome. Yeah, good, yeah, good. Yeah. That's so cool. That is so cool. Yes. Does he still brag about that? It's like I was on cops uh, and I've got a beer. He, he did. I don't know that he ever bragged about it, but he definitely would mention it, and he mentioned it frequently. And it was the surprising thing for 10, 15, well, 10 years, people would still say, hey, I recognize you. That's kind of cool. Cops? Yeah, it was, it was shocking how many people just from three episodes of Cop could say, oh, I've seen you, I know you, were you on Cops, which I never would have thought. But yeah, he, he is... Happy to tell you the story. He's happy to drink the beer. He's happy to get the stickers and nice. show that stuff to other people for sure. Yeah. What uh, What is his favorite Petty Cola's beer? Uh, you would think it's sit down or I'll sit you down, but it's actually not. His he's a big brown ale guy. Um, okay. Our brown ale is called Alfred Brown, uh, named after my great great grandfather. Kind of side story. He was the first Petty Cola's to open a law firm in Texas, and this was in the 1870s. Um, and I'm a fifth generation lawyer. So you this are. Is, I read about I am, that. Yeah. So yeah. this is kind of my way of you know paying homage to uh the first pedicolist lawyer um and so alfred brown was the name of our brown ale and because he's a brown ale fanatic you know he's in this climate where it's all about ipas and hoppy or light beers or seltzers or whatever and he's like man i just want a brown ale so whenever he comes <laughs> here and we do have the brown ale he is so stoked but that is definitely his favorite beer that's cool. That's cool. Well, enough about this brother, yeah. you know, this famous brother who works for the FBI, who's incredibly handsome, works for the FBI, very successful, works for the FBI. <laughs> we're, we're, done, it, we're done talking about him. It, well, He's perfect. The last thing, if you do want to see the video, go to our website and click on the sit down beer under the beers tab. Oh, you and, really have a video, video for it. Posted on there. So if you want to see the video that went with the audio you just heard. That's you, cool. All right, y'all guys, go to the uh, go to the website, thepetticolas.com. Petticoles Brewing. Petticoles Just Google Petticoles and you should be able to find Can it. we just lose the brewing? <laughs> I've thought about that actually, and I did a, a search to see how much it would cost. And at one time it was like $18,000, and I was like, man, what? someone must have realized it. Was it. I've opened a brewery, and now it's like 2000 bucks. I'm like, man. Eh. Was it we from WeRobYou.com? Yeah. I don't know who it was. <laughs> you're a, you're a lawyer. I have thought about changing <laughs> just to Petticoles.com, but I don't know that. Well, definitely none of us have put out the effort to make the change. All right. If you need Maybe to, you can handle it for us. I, I can do some uh, good impersonations like The Godfather. I'll give you that, and you can just go in there and be like, you know who I am. 
Right. I'm Michael Pesicola. So That's going to get you me nothing. You give me the I don't know. All right. <laughs> All right. Never gave me anything either, too. So kept a couple slaps to the face. Do you know who I am? Take yeah, my I, telephone number. I don't think you would ever hear those words come out of my mouth. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of meaning and stories behind everything. Uh, I was going to ask you about the beers, uh, how you come across naming some of the beers. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, obviously. I kind of tailed away from that. That's where you started it. But, yeah, so uh, back in the early days, um, me and my buddy that I went to law school with, his name is Doug Ames, and he works in the appellate courts, and Tyler, actually, a very creative guy. And when I was opening, and definitely probably the first 10, 15 beers he had, massive involvement in that i don't know specifically how many he named but i kind of would go back and forth with him but between the two of us we named i don't know probably our first 15 beers maybe 20 maybe 10 i don't know at least 15 i would say um but as i kind of referred to earlier it's sometimes a very organic process um and now rather than going to him we do have a process within the brewery itself uh because we've got some very creative folks and you know sometimes there'll just be like crush it is the name of our beer and that was just kind of a you know we were drinking the beer and man so one of the brewers said man i love this beer you can just crush it and we're like okay there that that's your name right um let's let's use that you know um so a lot of times the vernacular that we use around the brewery or the things that we say to each other end up becoming beer names um, and we now have a list of probably 30, 40 names on my phone that, you know, we can refer to because sometimes you want the name to match the style. Um, sometimes they come very easily and sometimes it is very, very difficult. Did you know that there are beer generating name engines? I did there? not know that. There's, a, there's one called a craft beer name generator. No, I didn't know. I, ha I will admit that one of the first beers I named was I used an anagram generator and put pedicolis in there and that's how we came up with a lost epic which was our Whoa. belgian triple which was a name that i thought fit very well with that style of beer um especially you really did drinks belgian ales but yeah that's how we came across that i haven't looked at a beer name generator a specific beer name generator all okay. i've ever done is look at an anagram generator and other than a lost epic taco piles also came up but we were we will not ever name a beer taco piles even though it's pretty funny <laughs> that is actually a pretty damn cool name yeah i would i would like i want the taco piles <laughs> give me the taco piles like, yeah beer. yeah yeah it's got a little hint of chipotle or i don't know like a spanish well, seasoning i don't know if enough of our crew said we need to name it that it would probably happen <laughs> yeah it's got a little spice to it right uh, yeah, I just I was looking on on the internet the other day for uh, just something kind of fun, and uh, there's like so many sites out there that you can just generate names by putting in your name or, you know, the ale or uh, blonde or whatever gotcha. whatever one you want. There's one uh, called uh, MagnificentBastard.com. <laughs> what a name! That's right. the, that's what you should have called this brew. Yeah, no, well, er too close to arrogant bastard. So I could like type in like. Uh, I'll just type in Michael and then brew it, and it calls uh, what's it? Honeysuckle derailleur. Nice. Nice. Do you even know what a derailleur is? I it's don't. It's kind of interesting that that came up. You do not? No, do, I do don't. Do you know what a honeysuckle is? I what the flower? Yeah. Yeah. So at least you're halfway there. So a honeysuckle. The I flower, know about flowers, everybody. Every of course you do. A derailleur is a component on maybe not all bikes, but a. Uh, bike that has many gears so i'm a mountain biker um or was a mountain biker i probably don't 
do it enough to still consider myself active in that community. But a derailleur is a component on a mountain bike. So I kind of like that that came up with my name. Wow. Okay. I'm screenshotting this <laughs> and sending it to you. And I want... Uh, 50% of the proceeds. Yeah, maybe for, for the prenail the as honey. We go as honeysuckle. Then, then, yeah. I don't know. When yeah. you have to explain the name, that typically means it's not a good name. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say this, that other than a lost epic, not once have I ever had success going to the internet looking for help with a name. It's got to come from somewhere from outside as opposed to the internet for us. But I'll keep it in the back of my mind, Jason. <laughs> Maybe one day we'll do some sort of hunt here. I'll ask you in three minutes and you'll be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Forgot all about that. Oh, oh, no, no. I wiped that out. Um, <laughs> no, I'm sure you do. Just being around you and like your your environment, like y'all, incredibly uh, interactive, friendly, and very obviously I can tell you have a very creative mind. Well, I love hearing um, friendly. That's one of our three values for this company is friendliness. So I appreciate that that's coming across. Glad to hear that. Uh, what are some of the reject names that can you think of? Any reject names or like? Oh my gosh! I mean, the reject name is. I mean, for every name that makes it, there's 150 reject names. What was one that uh, that was just too stupid and made everybody laugh? And then what was one that was like a really, like, I want this one, but we ended up going with something else? Well, here's a funny one. Um, I'm not sure it fits into either one of those categories perfectly, but we did a hazy IPA. And I am not personally a hazy IPA fan. I don't. I'm not, I, I'm not a big fan of it either. I don't really enjoy them. There are a few good examples, but more often than not, when I would have it, it left me wanting, and I'm just not a fan of that style, so I didn't ever really plan to brew a hazy IPA. Um, but, you know, I also uh, am a big believer in, you know, letting leaders develop within your organization and giving them responsibilities and letting them spread their wings and make decisions on their own. And there were enough people here who said, yes, I want to do a hazy IPA. The market's dying for a hazy IPA. So, you know, let's do one. So I'm like, all right, you know, all you guys want to do it, I'm like, let, let's do it. You know, I've made a, I'm as, wrong, I'm as wrong more frequently than I am right. So it's like, okay, well, let, let's do it. You know, I love when I challenge these guys, like, yeah, y'all do this, let's go down the wrong path because I'm willing to let you guys make a mistake so I can say, hi, I showed you. And then half the time, I'm like, ah, y'all are right. I was wrong all along. But in this instance, we did agree, I did agree, and we brewed the Hazy IPA, and it is now called Don't Thank It won't happen and, and that name came across because a bunch of us were drinking beer at the libertine on the patio and there's this uh local guy his name's popeye for those of you who hang out in deep ellum or on lower greenville may have seen him and he talks and you know he's got like eight different lines and that's pretty much all he ever says and one of them was don't think it won't happen like you know this is not going to happen it's never going to happen so when it came time to brew uh the hazy ipa the name we went with was from popeye don't think it dash won't happen like we're not doing yeah. it the name that they wanted to name it was sorry comma michael which every time uh, i tell the story okay. half the people are like i like that story like sorry michael we're gonna brew this beer even though you don't want to do it but that one didn't make it and i was also like well we've got to have the comma because if you don't have sorry comma michael it sounds like i'm sorry like sorry michael like i'm the sorry guy so there's an example of a name you know where it's like eh, you know is this better than that? You know, our anniversary beer name, which I'm not going to announce, was something that I liked one name and other folks liked something else, so we went with it. Um, but every beer name that comes out there is littered with all sorts of ideas that, you know, hit the cutting room floor and we never hear from again. I mean, and, and some people will 
be intimidated by that and don't really advance names anymore. Whereas other people recognize that, oh yeah, we're not gonna like 99 of them, but the 100th is gold. And that's what we use, you know. I've got, again, if I wanted to pull out a list, I could share all sorts of names that probably will never make it. I, I, was, I was just curious if like a word with friends or like, like if people like wrote down like a couple of words and put it in a fishbowl and then you shook it around and like, you know, uh, Betty Davis has a big butt or something and it's you know all, just it's, like it's all about that's the name of the beer <laughs> it's all about and she does our experiences what we're trying to convey about that beer i mean the color of the beer the style of the beer um all those things come come into you know the calculation really so it's not really any one single element there's a bunch of elements that we're you know putting together and trying to put together a name come up with a name that best describes what it is we are trying to accomplish. No, I definitely see that. I'm just kind of being a little playful. Yeah, no, no, I get it. I, and I love it, man, it's, it's, a, it's a difficult process. I mean, we've had times where it's like, well, the beer's ready. We still don't have a name. We've got to get our name. We've got to get it to TABC. But, you know, to our credit, we never just kind of say, all right, well, let's settle on that. We always seem to come up with something better. You know, like the, the 9-1-19, when the laws went into effect, you know, when we came up with Can and Take It, we went through so many other terrible names and landed on Can and Take It for the name of the event. I'm like, yes, it's perfect. It really identifies what it is that we're doing. We're canning for the first time. Come and take it. Come to the place and get it. And, you know, kind of references to, you know, a long fight that we had to actually get to where we are today. Okay. Yeah, I was hoping that you would uh, you'd drop uh, uh, the uh, information on your T-shirt there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so really, you know, can and take it, just ripped it off from the come and take it sign and threw in the, what will be a historic date in our history, 9-1-19, which was the day those laws came into effect. And so, you know, we wanted a brand that day. A lot of people are calling it Texas Independence Day, but we wanted to do something a little bit different, something a little, something that we could brand our own. It wasn't just necessarily for use of everybody, but something that we could use that would be, put the focus, I guess, on our brewery. Um, is what we were trying to accomplish and the fact that we were probably the only ones who were putting beer into a can as a result of the law change uh, or legal changes you know um, once we came up with it it's like yep that's it let's go with can and take it it works plays upon Texas specific to us and when I talk about you know combining the elements that's that's when things start to work when you have at least two elements combining uh, to give you something that's unique yeah, speaking of combining elements, uh, having things meaning that are very close to the heart, the logo and your and your branding in general. Uh, so it's a combination of letters. Uh, you know, Michael Petticolas within the center of the logo, and of course Petticolas Brewing Company around it. But uh, your your marketing is very different from a lot of other breweries that I've seen. Uh, I always think of your logo and just how it's presented, usually on a just a clean white or black, as just kind of like a flag. And uh, it's like, we are here, and this is our mark, yes. you know? And it's, it's close to the heart, and everybody that stands next to it is, you know, in my heart as well. Uh, so I, I'm kind of curious about that. How did, the, how did the logo come about? And does that, does that resonate with you? Does that, and what I'm saying, is that, does that, am I right? Oh, you're all over it. Um, yes, very deliberate. Um, I have seen many brands out there that have so many images associated with their brand that it's really confusing and you don't know what's what. So it was very deliberate on our part um, to utilize just that logo um, to identify the brand, 
right, before we tried to dilute it by bringing in other graphic images. It was all about that logo, maybe for five years. Um, you know, as part of one of the elements that I was trying to, or one thing that I was trying to accomplish when uh, I was creating the logo was making a logo um, that could be identified from a distance, right? Because we're on, weren't in cans at the time, and you know, you're looking at tap panels from far away, but something that created a mark uh, that was unique. You know, I thought about Nike with the swoosh. That's all you need is that little swoosh. You know, Under Armour has that UA. All you need is that little UA, um, and it identifies a brand all on its own. So that central PBC image um, that you see in the logo, you know, is for Pedicolis Brewing Company. Uh, the B is backwards, but also slightly resembles a old traditional German mash rake uh, that kind of has this four um, elements to it. So really? Yeah, something. So I tried to kind of revert back to that by putting that image there, but I wanted to create this mark that could identify our brand all on its own into the future. I knew no one was going to know it on day one, but the goal is all right, that we've had that full logo out there so long that people will start to recognize it, just that little central linking PVC image can identify our brand all on its own. And we do use just that um, on some stuff now. We did not early, but if you look at some painted kegs, you'll see that and sometimes on shirts, you just see that image. But you're right, the, the, the logo has a ton going on in it. In addition to that central image, there's a little 2010 Pentagon, uh, what we refer to as the 2010 Pentagon. It's a Pentagon with a 20 above a 10. And there are specific reasons for that. Our brewery is structured as far as I know, unlike any other brewery uh, that I know of, I've never met any other person that owns 100% of his brewery. So I own, along with my family, all of the brewery. We don't have any investors. We don't owe a penny to a bank. Um, this is very much our endeavor. And so- Wow, it, congratulations. It, well, I appreciate I mean, that. Um, it has definitely allowed us to be unconventional and move forward. But where I'm going with that is, so I consider not just me to be the owner, but my wife, Melissa, uh, if you know anything about Texas community property law, anything that you acquire during your marriage is community property and thus half your spouses. And so, which is fine, it's me. I mean, and then I have three kids. So I look at this as there being five owners of this brewery, me, my wife, and my three kids. So the five-sided shape was selected to represent the five members of the family. Oh. Not only that, but we're massive soccer fans. Um, and so if you think of a traditional soccer ball, there's the black pentagon that goes all around it. So I wanted to refer to that. And really the overall feel of the logo, I'm a huge soccer, two passions in life, beer and soccer. I wanted it to look like the crest on a footballer's or a soccer player's chest, almost like, um, you know, I, I can Madrid totally see the soccer. Like I that, really right? can now. So, but then the 2010, 2010 is also the year I wrote the business plan, but the two within the Pentagon represents me and my wife. The one represents my firstborn daughter, Catherine, and the two zeros represent my twins, Lola and Grace. So there's something about the family within our logo. It's not overt, but it's there. It helps me tell the story when people ask about it. So that 2010 represents the five, five owners of the brewery. We're all identified within that 2010 um, as well. And then I referred to this earlier when I mentioned friendliness being one of our um, corporate values, uh, but it's honesty, friendliness, and down to earth. And so if you look, our logo is actually distressed. And the reason it's distressed instead of just this flat, navy blue is to represent that down-to-earth value that we have the for the company and then whether you're aware or not i'm not sure the motto for the state of texas is friendliness so i've also lived all over the state 
I wanted something to represent that we were a Texas company and that's why Texas is on the other side. We've lived here, I'm a seventh generation proud Texan and it hits upon another one of our corporate values. So a lot went into this thing that you know isn't blatantly obvious when you look at it, but I love talking about it because it tells the story of our brewery. Yeah, you weren't kidding, man. There's a lot of stuff on there, uh, a lot of thought. Yes. But also, uh, I'm kind of, I'm kind of concerned about the kids. Like, <laughs> how do they compare? Like, hey, you're zeros and I'm one. I mean, do is there? They never, they never <laughs> said that. I mean, the two zeros just, hey, the one for the firstborn kid and. The two zeros just to denote, yeah, okay, there were two at the same time. Dad said you're a zero. One of them is bound to determine the name of beer. She hasn't done it yet, although she has come up with a tagline for a beer that will be released released into the future. So she's stoked about that. But, oh, the kids love it. They love being a part of this. But I've yet to hear, hey, man, I mean, what is better, being a one or being a zero? I guess no one wants to be a zero, but zeros before one? I don't know. No, it all ones don't tell, and, hopefully they don't listen because no one's complained yet <laughs> they all break it down it's just ones and zeros right. combining That's to right. to create it all isn't it you got it so we are in the matrix of life <clears throat> for sure michael i just want to say you're my hero <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. uh do you actually have any heroes man i don't know if heroes is um the right term you know i do look up to certain people and certain people have kind of formed uh, or helped bolster in my mind um, what's right. You know, I mean, not that Steve Jobs, I look at him uh, necessarily as a hero, but someone who created a brand, right? Apple, I mean, he put together a computer that really kind of does what everything else does, but branded it in such a way that was so unique and so different and so uh, having that vision is huge for me but you know i'm not going to call him a hero but i'm going I'm to go back and talk about some of the people that work here you know the very first person i ever hired um chris burnleg martinez is his name uh you know when i talk about giving credit to the people who have come here after me and built us he's a huge part of what it is that we have become and what it is that we have done you know he um, he gets it. He understands the bigger picture. He's got personality. He's got charisma. He's got a work ethic. Uh, he's a communicator. He demonstrates the characteristics that are so beneficial to helping an organization succeed. So this is our first hire, right? And now this is someone that's, you know, looked at by everybody at the company as being someone that contributes to our culture. Um, so some of these guys that have come and worked for us, I'm being sincere that, you know, people come and say, dude, I love your beer. You're killing it. And, you know, side story, I can remember shortly after starting the brewery, my wife and I having dinner. And she's like, ah, I'd sleep with the guy who brewed this beer. Because at the time I was brewing all the beer. Two years later, she says, I will not sleep with the guy that brews this beer. Because <laughs> he was brewing the beer. But to harness the vision that I had um, and carry it through you know, six years later is huge. Um, that's more important than um, George Washington when it comes to this brewery and how we operate to our success. I mean, it is about some of the people that have been here. But in addition to that, you know, I do have a group of fellow business owners um, that inspire me and help me, um, you know, if not daily, weekly, and monthly for sure. Um, that I look up to as mentors with concern to 
you know, running an organization. Because brewing beer is one thing. Oh, that's fun, but and that's how it was in year one for me. I'm brewing beer and doing that, but you know, operating a business is you know something else because we're operating, you know, frankly in my mind, three businesses. You know, a production brewery, a distribution company, and then a retail tap room. And so each one of those organiz each one of those um, departments is run by a different person, right? And you know, I oversee the whole of it, but I wouldn't be able to oversee the whole of it unless those people who are running those departments are, you know, dominating, dominating, kicking ass. So, you know, the guys I look to look up to are frankly within our organization and people that I know, people I deal with that help me accomplish my goals, our goals, you know, more so than someone who, you know, just is this historical figure. Um, there's definitely some folks out there, but for me, I'm looking at, you know, and, and it could be a single line from a person, but I'm looking at what do good businesses do? Not just what do good breweries do, but what other good businesses do? And, you know, talking about the logo, when it was forming that, I'm like, what are good logos? I didn't look at good brewery logos. I thought of what are good logos, and Target popped in my mind. I'm like, it's perfect. It's a Target. It's two colors. Um, Nike, as I mentioned, just a swoosh. Killer. Um, Starbucks. Two colors, you see that, you know it's Starbucks, and that's when I started, all right, hey, we need to, two colors, three colors max, you know, um, and that's when, uh, you know. It I works, see, I always it, see. It does like, work. That's so petty colas. For me, it's not about any specific individual. Um, it's more about the whole, because there are folks, I mean, I'll just take, I'll go to a conference, and there will be a sliver, a, you know, just a tiny nugget that a presenter up there provides that helps me, um, and I will change the direction of our business as a result of that inspiration and that happens all the time from hundreds of people I mean it, and it can be anybody it doesn't have to be a business owner or uh, I mean as I mentioned I mean there was a, a, a panhandler who named one of our beers so for me it's about you know the whole not any specific person it's like hey good ideas can come from anywhere and if you're bringing good ideas we'll take them we'll use them Michael, where do you see Petticolas going from here? What would you like the future of Petticolas to be from, like, from this point on and maybe five, ten years down the road? You know, I've always wanted uh, our brewery to be considered one of the craft beer gems in the industry. You know, when I started, you could think of the little Vermont brewery called the Alchemist that everybody knows. Um, so for us, it is really trying to, you know, I've always said we don't want to be big, we want to be great. And I really take that to heart. It's not about bigness for us. It's about great and trying to provide a work environment where people like to come to work. So, you know, that's number one. Culture is everything to me. Culture, number one, right? Um, so it's about continuing the culture that we've started. But the goal in the long run is to establish ourselves as one of the industry gems in the entire United States, right? And that doesn't mean being big, distributing everywhere, but being in the consciousness of people from all over the country and that when they come to Dallas, they're like, I want to have a flavor of what North Texas have to offer. I want to come to Pedicles. I want this place to be a destination. Well, you're doing that here in Dallas now and in Fort Worth. I mean, nobody, I don't know anybody that doesn't know what a, Pet, a Pedicles beer. <clears throat> well, there's plenty of those people out there, but yeah, for us, it starts here. Nobody likes it, those people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So. But it does start here, and I've always felt like, well, we have to dial it in and perfect what we are doing here, 
before we go elsewhere. And that's why we haven't, you know, grown into other markets. But I think, you know, if you're talking vision and future, I mean, I think there will be a day when you start to see our beer available in other parts of the state. Now that it's in cans. Right. Well, yeah, but our can distribution is limited to right here. We sell it at the brewery, but there will be a day when... There will be. Yeah, when we're packaged and available at grocery stores and all um, all of those accounts. So that's in the long-term plan for sure. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for the future. Um, I might be with everything in the present right now. Yeah, as am I. A, a week ago, I was telling people, man, business is going great. The family's going great. But it's always something, right? Something, that, that, there's another one of our beer names, actually. It's always something. Because it is. Something always is right around the corner. You mentioned obstacles earlier, right? Something is always around the corner to derail you. And it's about you know how you overcome, how you hop over that, how you get around that obstacle. Yeah, something is great actually podcasting here in your uh, brewery here, which has a big open area. You got pool tables up top, two well, stories. Well, we don't have pool, but we have ping pong. And, and I mean, when I you talk ping about pong trying, now? To, trying to be, you know, it's about differentiation for us. It's about providing a different experience, providing a killer experience. Like, you know, I, I don't know any other tap room that has this cool little tri-level space that we've got here with, yeah, ping pong. It's like a loft. Toss. Yeah, it's a loft. It's exactly a loft. Um, foosball, um, shuffleboard up top, right? And then you've got your main bar down here uh, where we're sitting along with other tables in a lower area, you know, more seating, here to go section, merchandise, things like that, really cool spiral staircase. You know, and we've tried to bring a lot about who we are and what we, uh, where we have been within here. I mean, I could kind of talk about some of the elements that you see within the tap room, but our menu board, you know, that was our countertop for the first, you know, five years when we were just doing a tour every, first and third Saturday of the month, you know, when we kind of gutted the area we're sitting in now, we kept a lot of the components of who we were and where we had been and brought them into the brewery. You know, you can see some keg light fixtures right over there, which is the very first 250 kegs we ever bought or I ever bought when I started the brewery were these old used kegs. And then when some of them went out, you know, and we rather than destroy them, repurposed them. And, you know, now they are, um, like fixtures, you know, those roses right up above there, you know, someone got married here, married a beer, married Velvet Hammer on our one year anniversary. Those are the roses she carries. So we're really trying to bring you an experience that is different and unique and very much us and convey our story when you get here. Um, because yeah, it's, this it's about the experience. Tokens right? from the journey. Going kind back of, to Steve Jobs, right? You know, it's just a computer, but it's Apple. It's different. We're beer, but we try to be different and provide an experience that is going to be above and beyond what you're going to get elsewhere. Yeah, well, I think you're definitely standing out because everyone I uh, come across that either uh, has their own business or uh, friends, they it's pedicle is just like on usually in the top. It really, truly is like well, I'm no bullshit. I appreciate hearing that, and really, I haven't. There's only been a couple times in my life where I've given myself credit. You know, I am probably my harshest critic, um, and you know. Uh, just very recently I patted myself on the back and said you know what dude yeah you're 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 doing it right you should give yourself a little bit of credit and um, I mean I didn't give myself credit for making quality beer until sit down came up and then what happened was I was drinking a new Glarus double IPA one day when I came home and I'm like man this is the best IPA I've ever had these guys just kill it they're dominating and the next day I came home and I was drinking a sit down as I was walking into my door I'm like man this beer is as good as that beer I had yesterday and that's when I stopped I'm like oh my gosh I just gave us credit for making a beer that I said yesterday was the best one that I'd ever had Um, and that was one time where I gave myself credit and the second time was just very recently when I thought about what we've built and some of the legal changes 
and how we um, handled changing direction as a result of those legal changes to say, you know what, give yourself some credit, we're doing it right. Yeah, you should, you should, man. Well, thank you, I appreciate it. It does mean a lot. Well, uh, Michael, I think I've asked everything I, I want to ask you, at least this first round. I, I hopefully I'll uh, sit down with you again in the future and we'll talk about some other stuff. Sweet. We can talk about legal battles. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Believe me, I wanted to go because you're a, you're a lawyer. Well, I'm still a licensed attorney, um, and having uh, being an active attorney definitely helps when you're running any business. But you are right. I'm not currently practicing. I'm not taking cases or anything like but that. But there's a, there's a lot I was reading about you that I it, it seems like it's it was a totally other co- podcast, like just <laughs> oh, talking yeah, about it. Like, it, 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 but, uh, it the, the and sh- one that's much more boring, so you've done well. No, actually, <laughs> I, actually fi- I actually find it very fascinating, the stuff that you were doing. And uh, what, what I was reading, anyways, it's a, it's a whole other podcast it is but it is. i find it fascinating the type of law that you uh that uh that you practice yeah i mean sometimes someone will ask me a question i'm like man that question is more the subject of a full seminar than you know just a short podcast but so there's a lot there i'm here you're all, you've got my number call me whenever you like i'm happy to help i'm a night owl you'll get texts at three to four a.m so <laughs> no problem that's <laughs> just why my kidding. phone is off that's why my phone is off <laughs> especially in the early days when all these ridiculous voicemails are being left at 2 a.m after people having had maybe one or three too many they'll let yeah, hammers but, oh, yeah. you know i kind of love it so it's good meeting I, you I, yeah that's right i'm You're very best. open i'm very accessible I really appreciate you having me today. Um, anything you ever need, you let me know, and I will be more than happy to help. I think I got everything I need here, man. Cool. I'm going to continue to drink your beer, and I uh, hopefully I'll run into you a lot more, and I'll say hi with a smile every damn time, man. Love it. Love um, it. Keep drinking that beer. So, Michael, man, I, man, I really want to thank you for coming on, Absolutely. and uh, hopefully we'll do a, another podcast later on. Whatever. I'm game. Thanks again for having me. Final drink. Yeah, today. cheers. Cheers. Adios. All right, that's it for this podcast. I'm going to put Michael Pedicola's uh, information in the podcast description, such as the website and anything he personally wants to uh, give out. Until next time, you guys, stay creative.